0: Hello, and welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where we beat a dead horse 1d6 damage at a time, unless the horse is alive, in which case we get 2d6. Personal side note, I hate horses. Today, let's get extra confusing, because it's not just an RPG, it's a Kingdom Hearts clone. That's right, we're talking interstitial, our hearts intertwined. It's our first ever PBTA-type game on the show, too, so there's, um... There's a lot uh, on on the show, the show that is System Mastery. Hey, John, you know, before we get started today, as has been regular for us recently, we've got an announcement, Mastery, to read. Oh yeah, we've been getting them, and it's been great. Oh, it's been very good, and we have a lot of folks buying them right now because, oh shoot, when this episode comes out, there will be only two or three days left where you can get one before we raise the price a little. Uh, We're going to change that price in 2021, uh, just to stay competitive with other folks who do that kind of thing, Uh, but we are letting people buy them now and bank them for later, and boy, have people been doing that. (laughs) If you want to do that, real easy, go to SystemMasteryPodcast.com. Click on the give us some money button and follow the instructions that are there. And it looks like the assignment today is to me. So if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and read away. You do it. Here we go. Do you enjoy things that are in no way related to role playing, fantasy or podcasting? No. I hope so. (laughs) No, that's all I like. (laughs) That's not true. I like Nerf guns. I hope so, because this is a paid advertisement for a YouTube series called This Review Kills Fascists. Each video tells the story of a specific musical artist and discusses how that story impacted the political and LGBT messages they presented in one noteworthy album. Subjects include the anarchist new metal band Nothing Face, the gender-neutral pop singer LP, and the queer-core punk band Heat miser. That Elliot Smith played in before going solo. If you enjoy learning about music, politics, and queerness, you can find these videos and more at youtube.com/slash. This review kills fascists. Sweet. Yeah, sounds good to me. I'm, I'm actually into it. I've been I've been uh, spending a lot of time watching YouTube shows about music recently. Well, there so, you go. I have definitely been looking for a new one, so that's a good one to check out. Once again, that was YouTube.com/slash This Review Kills Fascists. And you know what? Let's get to the show. Hi, folks. Welcome back. I hope you all had a good Christmas. I'm Jeff, joined as always by my good pal and co-host of the show john john did you have a nice christmas
1: i had a lovely christmas
0: oh that's good to hear Uh, so did i i honestly i don't like going to a lot of people's houses on christmas day Uh, so uh this is one of the rare occasions when the fact that i can't go to anyone's house really was playing in my favor well good for you you shit i know it's it's an awful thing to say that there should never be a situation where you're like good thing there's covid (laughs)
1: <laughs> Good thing I can't go see people.
0: Which I hate to do, but no, we had a wonderful uh, time. Yeah, Recently, no, I think this has
1: been my first Christmas out, like, not at my folks' place in, ooh, a very long time.
0: I was going to say, when you told me you weren't going up to your folks' place, I was like, that can't be I, I I assume that, that pull is so strong that you'd go if you had to stay in the yard. Uh, so I was I was impressed, and I'm sorry it didn't work out that you could go up there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, ha- next year,
0: have your traditional Christmas tree shaped cinnamon rolls.
1: Yeah, yeah. I got plenty of pictures though from my uh, my folks and my sisters of their cinnamon roll Christmas trees and such. So
0: good. So so, so the tradition was still happening. That's nice. I'm in this weird position where, I mean, granted, I'm an old ass man, but my parents are like, finally, please don't come over for Christmas. Have your own traditions already. God. And I'm like, wait, that's a thing you can start doing. You can so start we do. doing your own thing. We have a whole family. We have a, we have a mom and a dad and a kid. So theoretically we could start doing a tradition that starts at our house, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And we had a wonderful time. Sage has been doing an ad. This is her first year with an advent calendar. And while she was grumpy about the idea that she couldn't just have it the first day, she got way into counting the number to the day that she was at by the end of it. Oh, so that was cool. Yeah, she's so sweet. She's a good little kid. We gave her way too many musical instruments. I am deeply regretting it. Yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was cool if it was just like, you know, a xylophone and some jingle bells and some maracas, because that stuff's not that bad. But what I didn't realize was the musical instrument pack I bought her just straight up had a whistle in it. And, and not even like a recorder, just like st- just a friggin' lifeguard whistle. So that's that has been oh my god. I, I, I've quietly hidden the whistle.
1: Yeah, that's a anyway. good choice.
0: <laughs> also, I got enough nerf arsenal to start a nerf war.
1: Ah, good. The nerf wars are starting.
0: I I think I wonder if this is actually a regular thing for, for Nerf nowadays. Like, I know all their advertisements are about like kids pretending they're John Rambo, uh, but I feel like, at least as far as my experience goes, Nerf is what you ask for when you're like, uh, someone's asking me what I want for Christmas, and I know that their limit is $30. I'm just mm. like, just give me some Nerf nonsense, I'll go in my yard and shoot at cans. Ah. Anyway, I suppose at some point we should probably talk a little bit about the game. Yeah. That game, of course... Yeah, that came of course being Kingdom Hearts. Ah. Have you have you played any of those? Uh so I owned the
1: first one. I played mm-hmm. through the first one entirely and I have seen some of the second one. Mhm. Uh I have only in little like bits and pieces when I tried to like a while ago, actually figure out what was going on with Kingdom Hearts and failed utterly, have seen anything yeah, yeah, from the happen. third one.
0: <laughs> I've played, I, I played all three of the base games, more or less to completion on each one, uh, and I have played, I think, one of the side games. It was an old, old-ass one on the Game Boy Advance where it was like a card battle game.
1: Yeah, I had a side uh, game on the DS... Where you were playing as Roxas, I think.
0: That's right. That's one of them. Either I think it might be Dream Drop Distance or 358 divided by two days or something. I think it was that one. Uh, yeah. So their names get incredibly difficult to to. to uh, they're not quite at the level of fighting games yet, but uh, but the names of Kingdom Hearts games are pretty tough to to keep in your head. But I have at least played all the way through one, two, and three. And I have also, having played the games, tried to look up what the fuck is going on by the third one and it, it eludes me. As far as I can tell, by the end of the third game, you have to fight a group of thirteen people and seven of them are the same guy.
1: Yeah, uh, there a, a, like I looked up some YouTube video and I was like, Oh, there's a lot of like time travel and weird like multiplicity almost type shit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no one no one's actually a, I think there's a couple people that are replicas, which is not a clone, it's different. But also there's like, oh, this guy is one guy's nobody and this guy is that same guy's heartless and this guy is a time travel displaced heartless of him with the heart of a different guy from one of the other games. Oh, good. And just like okay. Well, and what does it matter? No, they all they all talk the same and uh, also they always have their <laughs> hoods on, so you can't tell which one's which anyway. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, so, man, yeah, that it's was not...
1: it was very sad because the first game you're like, ooh, this is this is interesting, and then by the time it got to the third, I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck any of this is.
0: Well, I think the problem, and I, I eventually we'll talk about the role playing game that we're covering today as well, but I think I think the problem is that uh, it, the first game you feel like you're, oh, cool, it's like if SquareSoft invaded Disney. You're playing as like a little yeah. Final Fantasy boy, and you keep meeting Final Fantasy characters, and also you keep going to Disney planets, right? By the yeah, third it's just one, the guy concept. Who, yeah, by the third one though, the guy who was making them, I think his name is like Tetsuya Nomura, uh, is like he actually said, "Oh, we were using the Final Fantasy characters to hook players on the game. We don't need to anymore." And so there's no Final Fantasy characters in the third one. And I was uh, like, "Oh fuck you! You you still needed to. I needed that hook. I don't give a shit about your game unless Cloud's in it. <laughs> if there if there's not a Sephiroth boss fight, and and if if uh like Squall's not just wandering idly around Traverse Town, fuck off. I'm not playing it. Uh, so, but I gave it a shot, and I just it was just too fucking ridiculous. It was it, the gameplay was good. Every cutscene was nothing but." People you don't know who they are saying weird shit that doesn't make any sense. So every character is just like, the heart of the nobody's heart is the light of the darkness of the ancient past of the keyblade of the soul. And you're like, okay, great, thanks. And then it cuts to the main characters who all just make reaction grunts. So it'll just pan across. It'll be, yeah, Sora, uh, huh? Goofy.
1: <clears throat> no, I, I 100% <laughs> watched you play that game once. And it was just like running through some maze, and every time it would cut to, like, here's some story bits, it was just people going, ah, who, ah, yes. (laughs) Keyblade masters and their hearts will never fight the darkness of our no-13-organization heartless keys. And you're like, oh, okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, anyway, this is a game based on that. Yeah. No, obviously I mean, it it can't Go ahead. It's I mean it's not
1: It is very heavily like influenced by Kingdom Hearts, clearly for a yeah, lot it of can't It
0: can't be a hundred percent Kingdom Hearts, obviously, because that's an impossible license that no one can ever have.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I also feel like the game, instead of being like uh in kingdom hearts where it's just sort of you're going to different disney properties
0: i was gonna say that's
1: this one very much feels like it wants you to jump full-on like franchise properties everything like instead of it just being like okay we're people and we're all going to different dreamworks movies it's like oh we're gonna jump from like power rangers to ducktales to whatever and you're like okay great
0: I mean, I get that, and I think that's a neat concept—the idea that you're jumping from IP to IP. To me, though, the thing I kept pulling out of this game was that the people who who wrote it liked the part of Kingdom Hearts that I hated. Oh. That, like, what they what they really wanted was for you to play as the organization and spend your time in a hood with a big zipper on it, standing on a mountain thing, and being like, "Yes, no one understands the difference between nobodies and heartless," uh, where. I hated that shit, and all I wanted to do was go to Pride Rock and have Sora turn into a lion. Huh. It's just, you know, beat Simba and run around with him. That was the rad shit, not the, not the part where a bunch of robed dudes said weird shit and then teleported away.
1: Yeah, but unfortunately, the people who made the game wanted that.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so So that's more or less what the basic concept of it is. And as John mentions, of course, it can't just be about Disney properties. That would probably get them in trouble. So one of the dodges that the game took was that it is, uh, you know, about twining IPs. uh, And you bring the IPs. It's a bring your own IP picnic.
1: (laughs) Yes. The the game wants you to sort of be like whatever uh, characters from different IPs that you like, which is Mm -hmm. interesting given that, like Kingdom Hearts at least you're not generally playing main character wise someone from an established IP you're just running around in those worlds whereas this one feels much more like the game is like oh we just want you to improv some fan fiction basically
0: yeah pretty much I mean granted I I think the writers still thought you'd want to play as the core lineup of the like the Kingdom Hearts specific IP like half the playbooks, or this is the Riku playbook, or this is the Kyrie playbook. Uh, so I think they still want you to create a little team of animes and have them run around in in various IPs, but, but uh, ultimately, who knows? We might as well start a little bit by talking about Powered by the Apocalypse in general, because we've actually never touched it before.
1: Yeah, I cannot believe it has been this long, and we have just sort of narrowly skirted by most PBTA stuff until now. I mean, we've definitely referenced stuff with that a few times. You know, we've talked about monster hearts and masks and things like that, but this is worldwide
0: wrestling. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is the first time we've really reviewed one. So we, uh, you know, actually have to talk about what PBTA is as a system, which is weird because I know there are going to be people out there that haven't heard of it or don't know, but man, this feels like one of those ones where I'm like, oh, everyone should know this clearly.
0: Well, basically, it's like the OGL of six years ago. Pretty much, yeah. Is it More more or less what it is at, at this moment in 2020. Uh, it was an open license game, so everyone could use it, and it was easily understood, and it's very easy to write rules for it because the framework is very simplistic, so a lot of people did. Like this is a Kickstarter game, for example. This is uh, uh, someone had an idea for a a game and they use PBTA because it's very convenient to use. Yep. Uh, Now here's here's the ultra basics of PBTA. Uh, It is a very story structure driven game. So most of the time you're not trying to knock other people's hit points down. You're not really worrying about accuracy. Uh, The moves that you can make in PBTA are story driven moves. So there'll be things like uh, gather information about the scene I'm in, or try to harm someone, but not, you know, try to harm someone with a plus two sword, and your accuracy is seventy three percent. Uh, every move in this game is more or less handled the same way. You roll two d six, you add one of your stats. Usually, there's four. Uh, they range between like one and four generally. Uh, sometimes negative one as well. Uh, if you get a ten or higher. You get a full success. You're uh, ostensibly get whatever you want or uh, more than one choice from a list. If you get a seven through nine, you get a partial success, which is either one choice from that list or, you know, a success that has some kind of drawback or flaw attached to it. And on a six or less, you fail. Now, that's the ultra basics. Obviously, there's more stuff about it. Uh, There's uh, holds, which is when you get a little bonus that you can hang on to and then spend it another time. Uh, forwards more or less of the same thing, but they specifically apply to whatever action you take next. Yeah. There's,
1: I mean, the general thing is just for most games, you've got the four stats, 2d6, Mm -hmm. and that's, that's really the baseline of what you need to know. Like, yeah, pretty much any given PBTA will decide what they want to use from then the like bucket of other nonsense. Uh, mm-hmm. So you'll have, pretty much all of them will have uh, playbooks, which are your classes, mm-hmm. Uh, and then you will also pretty much always have generic and playbook-specific moves, and so, yes. you know, the generic ones anybody can do, and they're all, like Jeff was saying, you know, look for information, or try to convince somebody of something, or you know, stop someone from doing a thing. And then Mm -hmm. there's just two different moves for attacking instead of like a huge combat system. It's just kind of like I strike to hurt or I strike to subdue in this game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. in this one in particular, Uh, one of the few levers you can use to really differentiate your game, your PBTA game from another one is just renaming all this stuff. So if you're playing Dungeon World, for example, your stats might be strength and wisdom and dexterity and so on. But here they are uh, light, dark, mastery, and heart. Yep. And they will change from one game to another. And the same thing happens with the names of the basic moves. I think uh, I've seen it be gather information, know something, learn about your environment, scan, all these different terms for the basic what's going on around me. In this one, it's called deep dive. Great. (laughs) What we're learning right away is that this one took those basic moves and gave them names that can very obviously be confusing and are clearly just pulled from whatever uh source material they thought they could get away with.
1: Oh yeah. And I mean especially the uh playbook specific moves have some very, you know, referencing names to them.
0: Yeah. So playbooks, you absolutely need playbooks in this game to even know what your character is. They usually this book they're published as part of the book, but in a lot of them they are pub. They're they're like a separate set of little uh, PDFs or whatever that you can download and have, so you can know what your characters do. Uh, they will have your custom moves, your amount of in this game it's called harm, which is the amount of damage you can take more or less, uh, and your stat bonuses because uh, all of your stats start at zero. And you'll get a plus one to one, a minus one to another, maybe a plus two to two, to one of them, that kind of thing.
1: Basically, overall, your stats will end up being, I think, a total of plus one. But how that yes, in this varies game will depend on, you know, what has a plus and what has a minus and so on.
0: The other thing that's different about this game from several PPTAs, but not all, because it's a similar uh, function to what Monster Hearts has, uh, is links. Yeah, links if you've heard
1: us talk about Monster Hearts or you've read that at all is pretty much the same concept as strings from that. It represents uh emotional ties, relationship ties to other people and they can be used for various things in the game. I feel like yeah. in this one in Interstitial the links that you have uh feel much more like this resource that unless you really want to try and keep is just sort of throwing away stuff a lot because you can yeah, make a feel- link whenever you meet someone and it will be like, oh, mm-hmm. I met, you know, the mayor of town and now I have some link with them and then I get into a fight and I just spend that link. And it's not like you forget that you met the mayor of town. You just don't give a shit anymore, apparently.
0: Yeah. This game, well, while the strings in Monster Hearts are very, very thematically tied into the storyline and gaining and losing strings can be extremely intense experiences that you'll remember and it matters dramatically. Uh, in this game, you are constantly gaining links out of nowhere and spending links to do random things.
1: Yeah, so you'll so they'll be all <laughs> you'll get a link from anyone that you meet, essentially, and then you can try to get more links is like an actual basic move you can do is to make a link with someone.
0: Yeah. But also there's a lot of like innate abilities buried in the playbooks that are things like whatever you generate a link that with a, a a person who your friend has a link with, all your friends also gain a link oh. and it's like, okay, so did they immediately become friends with the person or aware of them? Or what does that even like structurally? What does that mean? It it, it feels very uh, mechanical and less, explainable through the story structure
1: and i understand what they're trying to go for i mean in the kingdom Hearts sense it's supposed to be like oh when you need it you can draw upon the strength of your friendships and whatnot to like give you the ability to push through or whatever but when it comes down to it the fact that establishing a link is just a move you can do whenever you want and you always roll to establish a link every time you get, like, a first impression on of someone. You're going to have all of these links eventually that are just like, ah, yeah, this is some guy I met, you know, uh, two worlds ago, and I could really use a plus one right now, so I guess I'll rely on the definite acquaintance that I made a while ago to push through.
0: Well, I met that huge childish world guy on Mulan planet. And you know what? I'm probably not going to talk to him again. <sighs> so, uh, so we'll just, we'll just spend that one.
1: Yeah. And now if there is a link that you feel is very important to you or is something that you're like, oh, my character wouldn't just sort of forget about their relationship with this person as far as like, you know, I wouldn't have expended a lot of effort on it. You can get what is called a locked link. And at that point, your link, you can spend it, but it essentially just taps and stays there. And then if you roll a 10 plus at any point, using whatever the stat is that is that link, because every link is based on a stat, then yep. it will
0: untap. Yeah. And you can also unlock them, uh, if you have there, there's moves that unlock them as well as uh God what's the uh, I I forget what untapping them is even called but there's the difference between unlocking and untapping where you unlock it and it turns back into a regular link and if you untap it it turns back into a link you can spend again
1: yeah so the I mean a couple of the playbooks are essentially all about the whole like having locked links and locking and unlocking and things like that and yeah. helping to get locked links readied, I think, is the mm-hmm. term. I'm not entirely sure.
0: Yeah, I, I it's something like that. I have a I have it in my notes somewhere. I'll come up with it eventually. Uh, so, yeah, getting links, uh, and links, you can sometimes even roll with your links. Uh, so if a move says roll with links, then it'll be like roll with your heart links, and you'll total up the number of links you have in heart up to a maximum of, I think, four. Yeah. Uh, and and roll those instead of your actual heart stat in that situation. And each uh, I-
1: stat represents the type of relationship that you would have. So when you establish a link, you can't just say like, oh, I only have, you know, one mastery link, but I've got a couple and all the rest of them. I'll make this one a mastery one. Uh, each mm-hmm. stat represents a type of relationship so Yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, light uh, is your friendships and loves, mm-hmm. so positive relationships. Yeah.
0: Dark is frustration and anger or inaccessibility. So, uh, for example, in I guess in the Kingdom Hearts story, you would say that there's probably several dark links between uh, Sora and Riku, because they Riku seems very hard to get a hold of and is very inaccessible.
1: Yeah, dark is like your rivals. So, you know, yes. you're your goes and whatnot
0: yeah yeah uh <laughs> mastery is a like student teacher relationship honestly as a stat this one made the least sense to me it says it's how you resonate in the world of academia yeah that's a quote
1: i mean mastery is essentially supposed to be how like you're overcoming something with your smarts but the fact that it's like oh what type type of link do you get with mastery it's like oh it has to be like either a teacher or student so like mentor apprentice stuff like that and Mm -hmm. that is it feels so rare (laughs) that you would yeah ever have that because you would be like yeah you know maybe i act as a mentor to someone on one planet or i find someone who teaches me something but that's going to be so much more difficult to come across than someone I like or someone I don't like.
0: I mean, I kind of get it insofar as if you look at the original Kingdom Hearts game. The only point that the reason that there's Disney planets to go to at all is because Sora has to learn a lesson from every main character. And usually the lesson is friends are important because those games aren't actually all that deep. So it'll just be like, Mulan, what's the lesson I need to learn? Give me a mastery link. Ah, your friendships are important. Thank you Mulan. Thank you. That's great. I didn't I also learned that from from uh freaking Jack Skellington a minute ago. Great. Thanks for telling me. <gasps> um anyway, uh there are two playbooks that work heavily in Mastery and they are one of them you'd never play it cuz it's straight up the bad guy playbook and the other one is ludicrously overpowered. So yeah, your the Mastery link feels like it's not going to show up very often.
1: Yeah. And the last one is your heart. Uh these mm-hmm. links also, kind of weird because they're supposed to be links you make with people who lead you to be introspective or discover new things about yourself. So, like, I guess yeah. It's the st- <laughs> the weird thing is, I'm like, I feel like anytime someone would do that, it would be because they're a mentor or a teacher of me.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, and it, it's just irritating that that one of your stats is specifically i mean we're talking about stats right now links are technically they have the same name and they work the same but they're different things uh but your heart is a stat it, when it's a stat it's your self-knowledge your willingness to learn kind of your your personal introspective or introspection and you're willing to ad- to adapt to others as opposed to try and change them as a link it's bizarre because it's like i i was talking to Kyrie and i learned something about myself so i have a link to Kyrie that's about myself and my thought on myself
1: yeah now i have a heart Uh, link about how i learned friendships are great
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh so those are the four stats the links like we mentioned are the same thing but they're they're basically bonuses that you gain Uh, at any time you can spend your links for a couple different things. You can spend them for advantages, uh, to retcon minor events. And you can also at any point trade two links for one XP.
1: Yeah. Uh, now just because, you know, I do want to mention all of the rules, uh, gaining advantage on a roll means you roll 3d6 drop low.
0: Thank you. Yes, that is correct. Um, and I already mentioned holds and forwards, so I think we can probably move on from there. If a, if a roll tells you to, to hold two or or gain two forward, it just means you're going to get a bonus to your next roll. Yep. Or in a hold case, until you uh, do the thing that's that would trigger the hold. Uh, Basic moves. In this game, I, I, I have a lot to say about this game's basic moves. I feel like they're too arcane and twee and specific by, fa- by far. And honestly, that's usually what kills my interest in a PBTA game. I'd say I've read maybe thirty PBTA games and I have liked two. Huh. And and the reason for that is because a lot of the time all the, 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 the moves in the playbooks will be will have triggers like when someone reminds you about how your mother was once cruel about your haircut, roll heart. <laughs> and I'm like, that's never gonna fucking come up. It's happened to me in games that are as basic as Dungeon World. Uh Where the triggers are just too hyper-specific and cutesy and connected to the storyline that they never happen. In this case, that's not really what I'm going to talk about. Um, From the first one, we've got deep dive, which is rolling to gain information about uh, the area. There's a little question list, and you get to roll. When you roll, if you get a 10 or higher, you get to ask three questions. If you roll a partial, you get to ask one. Yep. Now, on a miss, and this is the thing I really wanted to talk about, uh, it put it really fucking puts the GM on the back foot, because the miss is, uh, you learn nothing except the GM tells you something you wish was not true.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, okay, so, you gain information that makes you sad or upset because you're like, oh, no, I hate that this is the way things are, and it's I mean, you can always just say like, "Ah, oh, you missed," and you know, you didn't learn anything. And boy, you wish that wasn't true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it is. It, it I get the idea. It's cooler than just saying you don't learn anything useful about the situation. And one of the most important things in a PBTA structure is that no role should just come back with the result of nothing happens.
1: Yeah, there's
0: uh, <laughs>
1: there's very little point to having like ah six or below who gives a shit
0: (laughs) so they got to put something there uh it's just that what it what it probably should have been was you know uh six or below someone's irritated that you're snooping around
1: i mean i like like that That's a little more direct of the gm telling you something you wish wasn't true like again thematically it it definitely works as you're like oh you find out that you know the friend that you've been looking for is actually working with the dark wizard. And you're like, Oh no,
0: no, I get that. And you're not wrong. Uh, Um, I would say if, if I were trying to fix the writing and I, and obviously I am, that's what we're here for today. Uh, this is script doctor, not, not system mastery. Um, it would be tell the DM something that you wish wasn't true Ah. rather than keeping the DM constantly on the back foot. Uh, The next one, I got to say, this is probably my least favorite single power in the game because of the writing on it. It's convince somebody. Roll to get someone to do something you want. You roll plus heart to do this. Um, (laughs) The thing I don't like about it is that total success, they are convinced to do the thing. They will not do it if it is dangerous to them, though. Fine, that's fair. You can't order people to their death, uh, whatever. Partial success. They'll do the thing, but they're going to need convincing. Okay, the move is called convince somebody. Huh? What are you going to do? Just roll it again? The, and, and I know, I, I know what what's, people are going to say in response to that. The, 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 uh, no, you're not just going to roll again. The, the difference is that the evidence you provided them this time was insufficient. You need to go find more evidence and bring it back. This creates a gameplay structure where all of a sudden you have to split off and go find the thing that it needs. it takes to prove this thing to this guy. That creates a secondary problem for me, which we, which is that if you did provide evidence this time, it's wasted. So your best choice would be to go up to them with nothing and say, "Hey, that guy murdered the town priest. You should go arrest him." And when they when you fail your role and they go, "Nah, not unless you prove it," then you pulled out the the, the severed town priest head. Oh, this I I guess this, maybe this is just me, but I think it's just the you. result. <laughs> Really? The, the result of convince somebody being, you you did it, but they'll need convincing? But it's doesn't not, it sound doesn't sound weird to you? not say that
1: they'll need convincing. It's, they'll need assurance or evidence first. And so,
0: evidence is convincing.
1: <laughs> no, I can be like, hey, <laughs> you should go arrest this guy who killed the town priest. And they're like, okay, do
0: you have evidence that someone killed the town priest? <laughs> but, I, I mean, obviously, if you have evidence that someone t- killed the town priest then it is part of this move. When you go over and you're like, hey, I, otherwise you're seeing that the, the basic effect of the power is just go talk to them. And if you have any evidence or anything, don't present it. Uh, that's that's not what this move is. But the move is is just try to get someone to do something. That's the basic concept of the move. And how you do that shouldn't be f- functionally relevant to when you roll it. it. It should be that you do it the correct way. You show them the evidence. You show them the video f- footage.
1: Yeah, see, but... On a seven to nine, it's not, ah, you've rolled and now you need something different. It's they would do it if they had assurance or evidence, unlike a 10 plus where they would just do it regardless. But if you already had evidence or some assurance, then seven through nine means they'll do it. (laughs) If I show up with like, here's a picture of a dude murdering a guy, you need to go arrest him. (laughs) And I roll a seven to nine. They'll go, well, that's evidence. (laughs) I will do that. (laughs)
0: I guess that's fair, although it doesn't feel like a partial success at that point. It feels like the same thing as a regular success.
1: No, because the, the 10 plus success is, hey, I saw a guy murder this dude, and in, you don't give them any evidence. They're like, I trust you. You've made a convincing argument.
0: <laughs> I like the idea that, that if you like spend a bunch of time gathering evidence, then you run over to the, the constable and you're like, someone killed the town priest. Hang on. Let me show you this evidence. He's like, hold it. You had me at someone. Now let's go. <laughs> Also on a miss prepare for the worst. What? Yeah. Prepare for trouble. (laughs) Better make it double. But what is that? Just, they are not convinced and they're mad at you would be a probably more useful thing. In fact, a lot of the time the miss results in this are so nebulous and just sort of vaguely thready that they might as well just say on a miss you miss. And it would be more useful to know. Yeah. All right, there's a bunch more of these. I guess we should skip through at a pace. Uh, You got make a link to build a link with a character. You got limit break, which should not be called limit break. It is aid another.
1: Yeah, man, limit break as a term. Every time it came up later in the book, when I would be reading through like a playbook's moves and it would reference limit break, I was like, oh shit, what was limit break? Did I miss something rad? And then I would go back and go, oh, it's the aid another. Damn, you wasted limit break on that.
0: Yeah, what were they doing? That's a weird thing to do because Limit Break is part of the kind of zeitgeist of of how to talk about video games now. We all know what they are, especially when we're talking about Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy type shit. Everyone knows it's the super move that you get to do if you're hurt enough or uh, on a random chance or something.
1: Yep, but no, now it's just, oh, I, I help a friend do something.
0: You got Interfere, that's the Hinder move. The only thing worth talking about with that one... Oh, by the way, all of these are using one of the stats going forward. You don't need to worry. It's not that important which one's which. Uh interfere. The only the only thing that's funky about it is on a miss, the GM makes a move as hard as they want. Good luck. Ugh. And I I don't even I, I I found that phrase make a move as hard as they want, and I'm still not sure what it means. So Can you tell me? Yes, I know? can. Please do.
1: So uh GMs have a list of moves. And the idea with doing GM moves is you can do a move soft or hard. Uh, A soft GM move is basically the threat of a thing happening that you can respond to. So if I was going to do a GM move that was like capture someone is a GM move. A soft capture someone would be uh, the pirate you're fighting shoots a net at you and it's going to hit you soon and someone can try and defend you or you can respond to it a hard move Uh, would be you are captured
0: okay all right uh then there's cast magic which uh uses mastery it's the one that does and it does everything every other move does yeah um (laughs) there's a list of things it can do uh, it can open a thing. It can cause harm. It can heal harm. It can hit more than one person. Uh, it, the uh, it, it can create illusions. Uh, and the way the reason it can say things like it can hit more than one person or it can cause one harm is because just like most PBTA moves, you're rolling two d six. You're adding your stat. If you get a ten or higher, you get to choose three of these things. You can say it causes one harm, it heals one harm, and it has no unintended consequences. <laughs>
1: However, you didn't pick because, hit more than one entity, so you did one harm and healed one harm from one person.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is obviously a problem. Uh, no Unintended Consequences is there so that when you roll a partial success, you can either have the spell not do anything, because it causes no Unintended Consequences, uh, or you can have it do something, but something crazy goes off as well. So you can still shoot someone with a magic missile, but an Unintended Consequence occurs.
1: Yeah, and even if on a 10+, plus, you're like... I pick three. I didn't pick no unintended consequences. It allows the GM to be like, all right, you used magic and you didn't decide to use one of your picks on this. I can do some goofy shit if I want to.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, now, weirdly, Miss doesn't mention the unintended consequences thing. Uh, it, it just shows up as, uh, I guess, a functional threat for if you succeed in some way.
1: I mean, I would assume... If you miss on casting magic, it's just there is unintended consequences,
0: period. Yeah, I suppose so. A lot of moves in this game don't even have anything listed for what happens if you miss, which is very weird. Uh, okay, the next two are the two hits, Strike with Intent and Strike to Subdue. Uh, the They don't do much that's that different from each other. If you strike with intent, you're likely to get hurt yourself. I mean, uh, it's
1: striking and- to hurt or striking to, uh, like...
0: And the fight. subdue.
1: So yeah, strike to subdue does not do harm. Like, yeah, that's it. Unless you get a 10 plus and want to.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, but the difference between the two of them beyond that is also that uh, if you get a, one of the success choices on the list for a 10 or for strike with intent is control the situation. And on uh, the strike to subdue, the, the third option is deescalate the situation bring the fight more or less to an end for the moment yeah uh okay defend from harm uh which is the defend another type action if if someone else is about to get hurt if if the dm is making i guess a soft move against them it's the move you can use to shove them out of the way mm -hmm. uh and then there's push through stress which is uh not really a basic move it's just a description actually wait no it is i'm sorry it it is the uh, the generic move you can use to do just about anything from just about any other one of the moves we just talked about, but you don't roll with your stat; you roll with the links.
1: Yeah. So this is push through stress. Is basically, uh, I would like to be able to do a thing, or gain an advantage, or ask a question, or whatever. But instead of relying on myself, I'm using the power of friendship. Yes. Or rivalry, Uh, I guess, considering you could roll with dark.
0: Or remembering what you learned from a friend. Or doing it yourself, because the last stat is self-introspection.
1: Yeah, you're like, oh, someone taught me about how much uh, I have to offer the world, and I'll use that knowledge they gave me.
0: I recently listened to She-Bop, and I know what to do. (laughs) Uh, there's a whole section here that comes up after that. That's the GM guide. Uh, it's all fairly basic and simple. Uh, I would say the one super interesting thing in, uh, the GM safety toolkit, uh, was the, this game uses its own safety tool set that I have not seen before. Mm -hmm. That's all hand sign driven and designed to be silently communicated directly to the GM.
1: Yeah. Now, uh, I do like that they have the hand sign system both in the GM and the player section, anyone, uh, if they're uncertain about what's going on, can just hold up the okay sign, whether it's the GM or a player, whatever, and then everyone else Mm -hmm. at the table can either thumbs it up for yes, flat hand for I'm okay, but let's not go farther, or thumbs down for let's stop this.
0: Or I guess they could take a swing at them because the okay sign has changed meanings in the last couple years.
1: Well, I mean... (laughs)
0: Or you if... certainly don't want to get photographed making it. That's that's basically where we're at. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's a bad safety toolkit. It actually makes sense. It's, it, it's functional. It might be a year or two out of date. <laughs>
1: uh... And then
0: there's the tag system. And honestly, if John didn't stop me, that'd be the rest of the episode. It's just me being pedantic. I will not do that today.
1: Yeah, no. We're we're pretty far into the episode now. We don't need to spend the last 20 minutes talking about the setting tags.
0: Yeah, cuz they're not even an important thing. They're just useful shorthand to explain to players how to act in a in a given setting that you send them to. Um they're just, you know, things like dystopia or movie and so on. The only thing that, that, that co- they're not the worst thing. They're smart. The thing that, that caused me to go off entirely is how poorly written the example lists are. So you can just trust me. The examples are wildly dumb and in a lot of cases are hyper specific. Like if you, you you're not going to know what it is unless you watched like Power Rangers uh, RPM.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can go ahead and go off on dystopia if you want.
0: Okay, thank you. I'll just do the one. I mean, there are three others I'm mad about, but let's stick to that one. It's fine. Um, in Dystopia, there's a list of examples. Uh, <laughs> most, Some of them are fine. They don't really matter. But one of them is Sonic, and then a pay, a line break, and then DX. And now I can't be sure that th- whether that's Sonic DX, which is a remake of a different game and not a, ga- a new game. Uh, it's just Sonic Adventure, but re-released on the GameCube. I, so maybe they're mad about that. Or it's just... All Sonic games are dystopia, or I guess maybe Sonic the Restaurant is a dystopia, and also Deus Ex. Yeah,
1: but nothing else has been shortened to just the letters that it uses.
0: Yeah. And now, now, here's where the problem comes into play. The next thing on the list is the domed city of Corinth, which I had to Google, obviously, because it's Same. one of the settings in Power Power Rangers RPM.
1: Yep. I was like, Uh, what the hell is the domed city of Corinth? What are they talking about? And looked it up and went, huh, okay.
0: Yeah. Now, you think, okay, I I get it, because that is a dystopic place. Sure. Oh, oh, the first one was Mad Max, by the way. Just the whole movie series, Mad Max. Or the guy. I don't know. Whatever you want to say. But to me, it was just like, okay, so you've got either the guy or the movie. uh, Probably a game that isn't a dystopia game at all. And one location in one area in one season of one kind of show. These are wildly disparate levels of element.
1: Oh, also the movie nine.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, which which perfectly fits. That is a very dystopic movie. Yeah. Also, one of the settings under Magic is Chris Angel. I just I can't not say that.
1: Yeah, it's fine. Say <laughs> saying that <laughs> one of the touch points of Magic is Chris Angel is like, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to really explain why that's
0: there. <laughs> yeah, and how would you use that information? What are you gonna do, Osmosis Jones in him? What are you talking about? Everyone's a Chris Angel, guys. The tag for the setting is Chris Angel. There's a lot of heavy eyeliner and close-up magic, <laughs> but it's it's at the end of a list of locations. It's like, oh, what's what's magic? Asgard, Beach City, uh, I don't know, wh- wherever uh, some witch Westbrook. show takes place, Westbrook, and uh, fuck it, Chris Angel. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> i'll stop now i just i had to say that one it's fucking ridiculous that's fine it's all okay uh, i'm done i'm done we can move on to the playbooks because lord knows that'll definitely take up the last 20 minutes oh for sure uh for the playbooks there's like 15 of them so they were hard to keep they'd be hard to keep in my head so i wrote notes that are just like the stat mods which i'm not even gonna fucking bother with uh and some of the moves from each one if in case there's anything silly to talk about
1: Yeah, now this does include some stretch goal uh, playbooks in here that they're like, okay, these weren't part of the base setting, so you can use them, but they aren't as connected to the idea of the whole Kingdom Hearts-esque thing.
0: One of the things about the playbooks is that they get, under the name field on each one of the... uh the playbooks they list a helpful suggestion list of like examples obviously um, but they're very direct so like the first one is just straight up called the fucking pro- uh, protagonist it's the chosen um, the chosen thank you I'm looking at it right now um, a- and like under its under its example it's like oh you know like Sora or uh, or Luke Skywalker or uh, Harry Potter you know protagonist uh, but it's kind of fun with the Kickstarter contributor ones to go through and look at that example list because you could a you get an extremely specific idea of what kind of dudes wrote these.
1: I mean, also, Luke Skywalker shows up in at least one more playbook as well as a, uh example.
0: That actually happens a couple times. There's a few people who show up more than once. Uh, thanks to, thanks for the, uh, the Kickstarter playbooks, by the way, for providing the only podcast reference in the entire book. There's a, uh, a McElroy Adventure Zone character listed under one of them. Uh. Anyway, the first one's the protagonist, which... I, I got to feel like that's kind of boring if you're not, like, isn't RPGs about feeling like everybody's the protagonist and it's a collaborative thing? Sorry, The Chosen. It's The Chosen One.
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, uh, I And it's basically an all-rounder. That
1: hmm? I understand that, like, there would probably be games where you'd be like, oh, nobody wants to be The Chosen because the trope of The Chosen One isn't something that anybody wants to explore. But if right. one person takes it, if they're like... Yeah, no, I am the chosen one. Then everyone else is like, "Oh, I guess we're the supporting cast."
0: I mean, you're definitely the supporting cast if you pick some of these playbooks. One of them is just called The Friend. Yeah, but this is, you know, Kingdom Hearts, The Friend is super important. Yeah, he's going to hang out behind you and yell, "Voil!" over and over again. <laughs> Fuck you, Goofy. <laughs>
1: Fucking heal me, I you piece of you said, shit, Donald. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop <laughs> casting so- spells. Only he. I mean, you can just
0: turn those off. That's the best thing about Donald and Goofy is you can turn off their abilities individually in most of the games. She so can be like Donald. I don't care that you can cast fucking star flare or whatever the shit it is. You throw potions.
1: <laughs> you are not allowed to cast fire anymore. I will slap you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, that's actually not. I I generally don't care what they do at all because one of the neatest, smartest things about Kingdom Hearts as a structure is that you can the cost of heal as a spell is however much MP you have left. Hmm. If you're almost out, you can still cast the same heal. Uh, It's just, but it wastes your MP bar for a little while. Anyway, uh, this one, each one of these classes or playbooks. Also gets what's called a Link Move, which is a triggered effect that happens whenever you make a Link. Which means you definitely need to know what this is, because you're making Links all the goddamn time. Yep. In, uh, in the case of the, of the Chosen, the Link Move is crazy good, and it's every time you make a Link, you can lose an old Link you have. And uh, in exchange, you still get the new Link, and you gain XP, or you heal to full... Or you mess with another link type, although that last one feels com- kind of unnecessary, uh, except for the purposes of gaining mastery links. The, um, well, yeah, the, I was going to say you your heart and your mastery
1: links are going to be harder to do. So it's just every time you're like, oh, I met a guy and he's neat. Now it's a light link. Anyway, no, it isn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. But on the other hand, you can also be like, oh, shit, I'm very injured. Hey, you and me, let's roll make a link. Great. I healed a full.
1: Oh yeah. The fact that heal all harm is a thing that you can do when you make a link and make a link is a basic ass move you can do means you're like, oh, it's the middle of combat and I'm all fucked up. Hey, let's roll plus heart, make a link and go, woo, all better. Full heal.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the I, I Of the noted moves, that I, th- I, I thought Strike Raid, uh, in addition to just straight up being one of Sora's moves by name, uh, strike raid is like an aerial attack that Sora does, I think. Anyway, in this case, it makes it so that strike with strike with intent, which normally uses dark, instead uses light. Yeah. Now, I I, I get that it's not that big of a deal non thematically. It just means that since this class gets plus one to light and minus one to dark, it makes you better at fighting than you would have otherwise been. Oh yeah, and that's a uh,
1: a but, very normal thing with a lot of PBTA playbooks is there's a move you have that just lets you substitute out one of your shitty stats for one of your good stats for a thing.
0: Right. Although to me, thematically, in this case, this one kind of sounds like everyone else fights for the wrong reason, not you. You fight for the good reason.
1: Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Well, you don't fight with like meanness in your heart. You're fighting for goodness. I mean, you're still going to beat the shit out of them, but you are fighting for goodness.
0: But that's funny because that move is unique to this playbook. So that means that like, your two buddies, you're Donald and Goofy. They're fighting because they're fucking raging out.
1: Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, I'm <laughs> going to kill this dude. And you're like, ah, I will also kill him. But I'm not as bad at, as you guys. I, I don't have hate in my heart, but I will murder yeah. him.
0: <laughs> I'm also going to fight him. But, guys, this doesn't hurt me. I don't have to apologize at church later. <laughs> I'm special. So special. The next, the next one might be the, the coolest one in the book uh, although it, I, I feel like, I don't know, you'll, you'll, you take, well, let's talk about this. The first, the connected.
1: first, let me go ahead and do another base thing for all the playbooks.
0: Oh, sure. Go, oh yeah. The advancement unique.
1: Yeah. So uh, whenever you get five experience, you can get an advancement and there's a list. And every time you pick one, it's gone from choice. So you can only get everything on the list once, although there are multiples of one type of thing. But yeah, once you get three of them, you get your uh, super advancement or you can take an advancement from a generic list if you don't like it. But like Mm -hmm. the chosen gets the leave the front light on. And if you forgive someone who intentionally caused you harm, then you can roll with light and either pick two or pick one on successes From a list and you can either form a heart link or they gain a heart link or you make them reflect on their actions or they give you something that they think you want. Uh, And -hmm. then on a miss, whoops, shouldn't have done that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yep. That's the only note I have on it on miss. Whoops. Shouldn't have done that. Fuck you. Say something that means something.
1: (laughs) Well, it means (laughs) I forgive you. And then they're like, ha ha. I stab you. (laughs) You dummy.
0: Say that. That's not what it says. All right. The Connected. The Connected is very interesting. Um, Connected
1: is the most interesting playbook, in my opinion, in this entire book, but also the most fraught.
0: Yeah. So you know how in Kingdom Hearts games, every time you go to a Disney planet, they saddle you with a Disney buddy for like that part only. So if you go to Jack Sparrow Island, you you have Jack Sparrow on your team for a while uh, and so on. This is all of them. This is, if you play this class, you're Hercules one session, and then in the next session, you're Jack Skellington.
1: Yeah, it is the character that is, when you uh, show up to a new world, which is the base function of this, is you'll have an adventure in one world and then leave. Like, that's what the assumption is. Whenever you go to a new world, the person playing the Connected plays a character from that world, and the character they were from the previous world stays there because that's just where their home is. So the entire idea The Disney characters don't mix. Oh, you're the Yeah, you're the person who knows what's going on around here. You know, you have local information, you know people, you know about the customs, and you get to constantly adapt to new worlds and play different characters, which, you know, when I first look at it, I go, God, that's so interesting to be like this is a character class that is just a constant new introduction of new things and you know if you're one of those players that's like I want to change characters all the time at least with this you're like well you won't get bored you're going to be playing new people all the time
0: so and that's neat and and uh, it has its own kind of link that uh, that it can create uh called world links that are created when light links are created, which can be spent for a big advantage followed immediately by a connected disadvantage. So they're kind of a neat idea uh to let you do big things. And they're really big. Like if you spend a World Link, you can take plus ten to a roll, which means you're gonna automatically succeed at it, but then you'll automatically fail the next roll. Yeah. So they're they're big deals. Uh so there's this is a cool class that can do some neat stuff. The the problem is that this is a game fundamentally about maintaining locked links and gaining relationships with people and using the strength of those relationships. And here is a class where at the beginning of each session, you lose all that stuff.
1: Yeah, you start with, uh, normally you would pick three moves from a list whenever you get a playbook. This one has one chosen for you. And it Uh, is... A new
0: world, different face.
1: You can, at the start of a session when you become a new person, because they went to a different world... You spend your links, whatever you had, and for each link that you spend, you can switch your stats around, uh, because you're creating a new person, so you'll have different stats than you used to, Uh, Mm -hmm. and you can also turn them into experience, so you aren't going to have a lot of efficacy sort of baseline when you start, because... When everyone's jumping between worlds, they've maintained all these links. They have some that are locked down so that they can, you know, use them multiple times. And you are always every new session going to have nothing. You're going to start from nothing, but you pick up a whole bunch of stuff. So Mm -hmm. you'll get, you know, extra moves faster. You'll get some, uh, stat increases faster than other people because you can just generate experience
0: you'll also retire faster which is funny because this game when you hit the la when you run out of things to advance into you retire
1: well you can always pick a different uh playbook instead
0: that's true so you could you could stop being this thing
1: yeah at that point you go all right whatever the last character i was you're like oh uh ariel comes with you for the rest of this now <laughs>
0: So does she have legs and no voice, or what are we doing here? I
1: mean, I assume she can go back and forth. Why not? I'm sure that's well, in I'll tell one you what she sequels. has, John.
0: She has seven vaginas. Maybe more. Maybe more.
1: <laughs> Damn, you got me uh. when I was taking a drink.
0: <laughs> that's okay. I'll just delete mine. Uh. Uh, the other thing this class gets, I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, one of the moves it has is hyper-healing. Uh, which just means that whenever you, you heal with a heart link, which is a thing you can just do, you heal twice as much. And I have to assume that's there because hyper healing is bog standard on all of those NPC guest characters that join your party for a while in Kingdom Hearts games.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I do like that. They do have some moves that are like, you know, when someone else makes a link, you can get you know, it's easier for you to make a link or
0: it, it better be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of ways where it's like, Oh, you can kind of, if you want to take the moves for this, boost up your ability to quickly make links so that you can mm-hmm. have stuff to spend. uh, And then, you know, like the hyper healing thing of like, yeah. And when you do spend a link, you get more out of it. You know, it's not terrible. It's just, man, it's so weird to be like, yeah, every time you jump worlds, I'm just going to lose all my shit.
0: My favorite thing this one has is there's a, a move in it, there the advancement unique we don't it barely needs to be talked about. It's just you can those world links, you can turn them back on after they get turned off for expenditures. Um but there's one move that this this book has called that's not how things work around these parts, which is one of my favorite tricks in comedy RPGs, which is uh you spend a link, any link at all, and it just automatically stops someone if they're doing something that's not thematically appropriate to the world you're in. Huh. all right. The next one, practically skippable. It's the dark. It's if you want to play as one of them Zemnises or Xehanorts or Flava Flaves Flav- or whatever. Yes. Um. Clearly, Flava <laughs> Flave is evil. <laughs> he wants to. He wants to spread evil all around the world. That's that's Flava Flave i just this is the bad guy one it's re, it's used for playing bad guys it's all about dark links uh it's it, it, the uh the basic move is like you get xp when anyone else makes dark links and you get bonuses to mastery links when they make dark links because you're becoming their pro their teacher in the world of darkness
1: yeah you're like ah yes embrace darkness ah, good.
0: It, good yeah all the all the moves are that stuff this one's too dark for riku um this, the, uh, it's, it's literally for things like, like, uh, Xehanorts and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Actual this, bad is, guys. this is the
1: Palpatine class.
0: Yes. Assyria is, one of the listed examples. Yeah. Uh, I, then we can, we're jumping right along cause we're running right out of time here. I guess we're going to go long. Uh, the discarded, uh, <laughs> and, and I'm pretty sure, I don't remember seeing the examples on all these. I should have written them down. I think this one, this one is actually the Riku move.
1: Yes. This is the one this where is the it is uh the person who would like look at the chosen one and go that should have been me or i'm just as good as you but they didn't pick me i wasn't chosen
0: yeah so it's it's riku it's uh trish from the devil may cry series it's neville longbottom but they don't list him uh uh uh, and lotor which i I'm still confused. I I, I guess they had to fit him in their sex somewhere because he's a cool, sexy alien man.
1: I mean, he is the discarded because the whole point of him is he had to go prove himself. And that's pretty much what this is about is you have to prove that you're the best. And so you've got both dark and light are your positive stats because you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I really want to be a good guy but i also am kind of dark because i hold a grudge about not being the chosen
0: yeah yeah um this is a very combat focused class almost all of the moves are uh combat type stuff even the generic link move is just that you get a plus 1 forward on people who have a different link to you than you have to them so you're better at beating them up uh it, it's mm-hmm. it, it gets plus 2 dark which is the strike with intent move the uh the class is very combat focused which is interesting because the game is expressly not
1: Yeah. And I mean, it does say that when you look at the thing, it's like, hey, just so you know, this is a combat book. It's mostly about offense. So, you know, if if you don't want to be the the fighty guy, then don't play this. Mm -hmm.
0: And um, there's some notable moves here. Drive form, I thought was interesting. If you have drive form, then both of the strike of uh, the strike to with intent and the strike to subdue moves become one option list. Uh, which is interesting because that means now you can strike to subdue and choose defense if you roll well enough. Yep. And I don't know. what the This one has one of the advancement uniques I didn't much care for. It's called Walker and Twilight, and it's, hey, for you, light and dark are the same stat.
1: Yeah, you can use l- light and dark as the same when pushing through stress as well, which at that point you're like, oh, cool. Uh, I guess I don't care about my plus one light then. I'll just care about my plus three dark. Or plus two. Yeah.
0: Well, you're going to try and move it over somehow is what's going to happen. Oh, Cause yeah. The are, first advancement
1: you get is going to be increased dark by one.
0: Yeah, because that's, eventually that's going to be the only thing you do. Uh, after this guy, there's the displaced, which is the last survivor of a destroyed place. So if, you, if you're if like, oh, I come from a world that no longer exists and, and all I have left is my memories and the cool shit I had with me when my world was destroyed.
1: Yeah, you are the survivor. Good job. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: the examples they list are Squall, Yuffie, and Koran from Voltron. Huh. Oh, Koran. Cor- I love Koran. Don't get me wrong. Koran is awesome. I have a jacket based on Koran's outfit. Koran's my favorite character on Voltron, uh, but he is not the last surviving member of his species. Huh and uh anyway that's not really that important it's just funny to me that they put squall on the list and yuffie on the list both of whom have other characters in the game who are also survivors like it's weird to me that yuffie's on this list but not cloud who is clearly the same thing
1: yeah but cloud anyway cloud is in a different one
0: he is he is he's i forget what they put him under i think it it might he's oh no i remember now He's under the other, which which is hilarious because the other is a whole playbook based around being like a clone or an alternate or a duplicate of somebody. And they list him and Zach as so. I guess they're just copies of each other. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> which one came first, John? It's Zach. It's it's fucking Zach. It's Zach. There, there's Zach actually
1: first. a right answer.
0: Yeah, there's a the right answer. <laughs> anyway, uh, this this class is primarily about locked links, I think. And it's specifically about using links to the world or creating links to the world that no longer exists and pulling from those to support you in interesting ways.
1: Yeah. And your link move is just if you make a link, all locked links reactivate with, ooh, man, that's good. Because that just means you can, any time you have a locked link, which this is about making, you're like, oh, I can spend these pretty freely because any time, instead of having to roll a 10 plus on the stat that this is based on. All I need is to make a new link and all of them reset.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. Good. Super powerful. Absolutely. I wouldn't say it's the most powerful, ludicrously powerful thing there is in this game. Uh, we're coming to it. Uh, the advancement unique for this one is you can spend three links or kill yourself by half by taking two harm to summon a thing or person from your, your dead world to help you. Yeah. Which I would love to weird. see what that looks like in Kingdom Hearts practice, where, like, you know, Yuffie's desperate and she summons ruby weapon or something. Ah. Uh, but, but yeah, that, it's a neat idea. There's no support to it, though. I feel like it needed some kind of support. Hmm. Because all it does is summon a thing that will help you. True. Uh, the Friend. Well, the game needed a way to explain what the fuck Goofy and Donald are. This is a professional buddy of the main character.
1: Yep. <laughs> this is... Also, apparently, the Chewbacca. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, there's a list. Uh, uh, I can't remember who else is on it, but it's, it's pretty straightforward. Ron and Hunk. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. The, their ability to divide up the background characters from Voltron is amusing. Huh? Hunk's just a pal. Don't worry about Hunk. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, just I there do have, to be friendly. This is the one that just farts out Link's. Like if you have one of these in the party, you're everyone's going to be spending links like crazy because they make them at ludicrous speed. When you their, their link move is that when you make a link that another friend already has, everybody in the party also gets that link. Yeah, uh, which also means that as the friend, you should never be the first one to go high.
1: Oh yeah, you definitely always are like, be like, all right, <laughs> who has the best uh, heart stat to go up and say hi because you're the most likely to gain the link. And then I'll go and be like, oh, hello, I am this person's friend. Everyone please have this link now.
0: Yeah. Uh, it also has a generic notable move that I called once more that I thought was hilarious. Uh, so you know how sometimes games, especially video games, will have a trigger where if you take enough damage to knock you to death, then instead you you will go to like one hit point or two, thirty percent of your hit points or whatever it is. And then you can't do it again for several minutes because it's a cooldown effect. That's what this move, once more, is supposed to be, but it's poorly written. So, all it says instead is you cannot be reduced to zero harm via larger amounts of damage than one. And what that means is, if you are at one harm, if if you take damage, it had better be two damage, because if it's two damage, it doesn't do anything, and you can't get killed.
1: Yeah, because it says, if you take two or more harm and complete your harm clock, instead have one harm left, and it doesn't have a writer of... And that's it once per session or uh, if you take any more damage past this, you pass out or whatever. It, it, it's just, hey, you are the best tank. If someone is dealing massive amounts of damage, you can just stand in front of a giant laser and be like, fuck you, buddy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's going to do a lot of damage, you should jump out front because it will not kill you. And I kind of get it, because that's pretty much how it is with Goofy and Donald. You can constantly let them die, and they'll just get up in 10 seconds and start yelling (laughs) Voil. Costume change is a hilarious move this one has. Uh, It it just lets one of the friends in the party dress everyone up in a costume. Uh, It basically does exactly the same thing that just the fucking magic basic move would have done, but only has one thing it can do instead of a bunch.
1: Oh, yeah. And you you can pick things like, oh, it lets you be hidden, or you can make everybody in the party... Uh, have a costume or whatever. The only problem I have with it is their advanced ability.
0: I know is only yeah.
1: based on costume change. So if you didn't pick costume change, it doesn't do anything.
0: Yeah, you did the advancement move is useless for you unless it's you specifically have costume change. Uh, there's also a move called "I'm Sorry About the Ice Cream," uh, and I, I I think it 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 just uh, it, all all it really does is if someone in your party goes to zero harm you can roll to create like a, a situation where they'll come back later. So like when Sora goes to zero harm and one at like, the beginning of Kingdom Hearts Two, Sora's not around, right? You gotta go through all that Roxas shenanigan. Mm-hmm. That's because because either Donald or Goofy used this I'm sorry about the ice cream move. Yeah. The the thing is, boy, you had better have fucking played Kingdom Hearts two if you want to know why this move is called that. Uh- I'm sorry about the ice cream is way too specific.
1: Well, I mean, I assume the people playing this know kingdom hearts, at least a bit.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The next one is the light, which is basically, Oh, this one was almost definitely my least favorite. It's the one they use to try and figure out what the fuck is going on with Kyrie. Now, Yes, in the most recent games expansion, you can play Kyrie a little bit, and she's kind of a cool sword or keyblade fighter now. But prior to that, she has been Rescue Object, the girl, for mm. four or 12 games. And this is what that is. This is everyone loves you, and you're super important because of how lovable you are. And everyone who sees you wants to be your friend and protect and love you because of how much love you have to love.
1: Yeah, you get to hand out so many heart links, because i guess you constantly are making people realize things about themselves and you're i mean it's basically like being the friend but instead of just being like a yuck yuck friend it's like ooh i'm the friend that matters <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah exactly and notably it's it's a in, indelible part of your personality that everyone wants to be your friend and know you which more or less tells us that with kairi it's not what she does; it's what she is, and I, I have to assume that what she is is the only girl that that Sora ever met before he was like fourteen. Huh. Uh, but, yeah, uh, their
1: big thing is when they make a link, you can heal people, so they're very much just the like the the very soft healer, nice person yeah. of the party.
0: Yeah, they're they're just super nice and very friendly. Uh, they can, however if you make them super bad, their advancement unique is that they can spend heart links to do damage, but it damages them too.
1: Oh, no. Because
0: Kyrie's always doing stuff in the game where she's like, oh, I'll help you, and then she collapses.
1: Yeah, you're like, ah, the beam of hearts and love will fight the darkness. Oh, I died.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just love that that's, it's so obvious what this is when reading through it, but then the picture is like a lizard in a suit.
1: Yeah, I'm like, dude, that... <laughs> That lizard is way cooler than this.
0: Uh the next one is the mystic. Um You're the wizard. It's interesting. It's you're the Mickey is what it is. You're not really the the wizard. You're Mickey. You're the you're uh you're the mysterious, super powerful NPC who just shows up to fix shit, and almost all of the power seem to rely around shoving people out of the scene, pulling people into the scene, and popping into the scene when you would like to. Because that's what Mickey does. Yeah. In and the Kingdom Hearts games.
1: The big thing is mechanically as well you're all about locking and unlocking things because mm-hmm. your main move is if you make a link you can lock a different link which is very nice
0: very powerful yeah
1: uh but then you also have the ability to be like oh i can get a move that's just uh i can unlock a link with someone and heal all their harm or all of their mm-hmm. locked links reactivate or they get a 10 plus on their next roll it is very good
0: I think my favorite one of them, uh, it's called What Are You Doing Here? Uh, When you share links with a character, so if you have a link to someone and they have a link back to you, you can talk to them and help them no matter where you are in relation to them. So the Mickey class, is the the Mystic, is the perfect class to play if you never want your character to be there. Uh. Because you start the game with links to everybody, which means you can literally be like, I stay home. And uh, what do you do during the fight? Well, I you know, I get to roll my character moves and attack and stuff because there's people there who have links to me.
1: Well, it's you can help each other no matter where they go, which means you show up.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, what are you
1: doing here?
0: (laughs) Uh, Their advancement unique is far and away the most powerful thing I've ever seen in any PBTA game ever. It is broken. Yeah. It's called the Prestige and it's whenever you choose from a list, you choose one more option. Uh, What this means is that partial successes lose their their teeth oh yeah because normally when you roll things like uh, attack or magic if you get a partial success you get one choice so it'll be things like well i could do damage to him but he gets to do damage to me or i get to cast a spell but it does weird shit and there's nothing i could do about it because i just got one choice not this guy once you choose this you never fail partially again
1: also it's uh whenever there is a time where you would have to select from a list. So it mm-hmm. is just so much things that you this affects. And uh, it means you're also very much uh, like the advancements that are pick a move from another playbook are so good when you're like, oh, I'll go cherry pick the ones that have pick from this list. And mm-hmm. then I'll just be able to do whatever.
0: Yeah, this is... Uh... I'm going to go ahead and say that of of the moves I've seen in this game, this is the one that, like, shouldn't be here. It breaks the basic concept of what PBTA is, uh, where the partial success has teeth to it. It just says, no, they don't. (laughs) It does, however, note, as a quote, that this ability is bombastic and powerful, which, yes, thank you. Duh. Maybe you should have put a limit on it in some capacity. (laughs) Once per day or something. I don't know. Uh, We get now... We get now to the other, the one that we talked about earlier, where you're a clone or a memory or a heartless or a nobody or whatever the fuck of, of someone. Um, this is a parasite class. You actually uh, have to choose who you're a clone of, and most of your moves have to do with the person who's your clone.
1: Yeah. So there, you have a counterpart, and all of your stuff basically has to do with a counterpart. So you yeah, can have yeah. it be, you know, another PC. You can have it be an NPC, whatever you want. But you are entirely based around that.
0: What I find to be the link move for this is that whenever your counterpart, the person you've chosen to be a copy of or a something of, w- whenever they make a link, you forget one link and gain the link they just made instead and gain experience. Yeah. Now, that's a, that's interesting. It's a neat idea. But it does kind of mechanically mean that you always have to be around your counterpart because otherwise you're going to be running through your adventure and the and the GM's going to be responsible for be like being like hey weird story sora just met somebody what do you want to do
1: i mean the other thing is this is a great way to cheese out some experience like the friend where you're like hey counterpart go meet that person uh mm-hmm. Or rather, I'll go meet them, get the link, you go meet them, get the link, I'll forget the link that I just had, that was them, gain the link that you have that's them, and then I'll get experience, so I'm the exact same as I was before, but with plus one experience.
0: Well, I think the funny thing is that the the prime example of this class is Roxas, and Roxas and Sora don't meet until the end dungeon of the third game. Like, they both go running around and doing shit quite a bit, but they don't meet each other, so there's not really a good analog point for when Roxas would be picking up the friends that Sora made. I mean, I get it. In the game, it's like he knows everybody Sora knew, and there's all these weird mysteries surrounding how it works and everything. But game-wise, it wouldn't make a lot of sense to play as Roxas with Sora not around. It'd be like, Sora met fucking Jack Sparrow. Lose lose a link and make a new one to Jack Sparrow.
1: It's, I mean, I understand the whole idea of like, Oh, you're so intrinsically tied to them that anything you like they do, you sort of take on whether you're there or not. It just sort of is a part of you. Yeah. But man, I think this is the most tied into having to be a Kingdom Hearts thing because you're essentially, yeah, you are Roxas like that's that's basically it.
0: Yeah, I mean, granted, there's plenty of other Kingdom Hearts. This is very Kingdom Heartsy. You could be Sheon, you could be Xehanort, or Terra, uh, Terra Xehanort, or uh, Terranort, I think he's called. There's a million of these where you could be like, I'm half one person and half another, and, and sometimes in time I am a, a clone of a different person. I'm handsome. Yeah, but um,
1: when they give the thing where they're like, oh, this is also what Cloud is, you're like, no, he doesn't, like, he might have started with some memories of Zack or whatever, but it's not like he's linked to him in some way in that no, like oh true. if he went off and did a thing he would gain that
0: this one has the weird thing where if you there's a couple people who have this if you complete your harm clock you give all of your experience to your counterpart huh. uh so that's that's kind of a another thing you can do with this one is cheese it out by just <laughs> killing yourself to double someone else's xp
1: you're like hey uh this player i'm having uh, to have him be my counterpart oops i'm dead
0: Okay, so for the next list, because we're done with the with the with the descriptions of characters that are in the book, there are still five more, but these are the Kickstarter exclusives. I didn't want to rip into these too bad, so really all I did was write down the very basic concept of what they are and the example list.
1: Oh yeah, I mean it's real easy to go through these. You have the anachronism, which is just you're a time traveler. That's and they listed basically every
0: it. time traveler they could think of. That's oh, yeah. the the example list is every time traveler this this guy could think of.
1: So you know. You are both Cable and the Doctor.
0: <laughs> I got to say, the Doctor, I sure, he's a time traveler, fine. But thematic-wise, he is clearly the Mystic. I mean,
1: honestly, if you look at the moves, he's clearly the anachronism because they definitely uh, put several moves that are just the Doctor in here.
0: Yeah, but the whole thing with him is that he picks up a friend, he teaches them a bunch of shit, and he pops in and summons people when he needs them and so on. He does everything the Mystic does, but these moves are named after what he does
1: yeah no, he's not the mystic because he doesn't really teach people. he just brings them along for a ride and then they die eventually.
0: fair okay. <laughs> uh, the next one was the next one is the amalgam, uh, and this is made by a person who likes garnet, obviously uh, yeah you're you're made of at least two people. Um, I have in my notes I, I was reading it as I went down. I assume garnet. Uh, it's, it says the book is about building advantages and making special connections with NPCs. And that's because you can create your own new kind of link called a constituent link or constituent heart, which is a person who's a part of your uh, amalgam form, the, 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 the you that is when you are combined with your friend.
1: Yeah. And I do uh, like the idea that one of the examples they have is Captain Planet. And I'm like, that's great. As I, far I as being that. an amalgam goes, being like, oh, it's not that like, five people goo themselves together and become one thing. They, they can just call on me.
0: Yeah. Now granted that one's good. And obviously Garnet is definitely and obviously
1: here. dark claw. Uh,
0: now that's the one I have problems with. Dark claw doesn't know he's half Wolverine, half, half, uh, the Batman. He he's, he's a fully existing character with his own shit going on and his own villains and so on. There's never a point where he's like, why do I feel like I want to say bub? Yeah, but, he's, you know, he, you don't have to. Well, okay, except that all of the moves revolve around splitting into your constituent parts and pulling new people into the mix and all this stuff that has nothing to do with Dark Claw. Ugh. And you get the same problem with Piccolo being listed here. Like, yes, technically Piccolo is, I think his full name is Kamekalo Nail. But there's never a point where he's like, he's like, ah, as I learned from Nail, that character who died during the Frieza arc thirty-three thousand episodes ago, he never fucking mentions it again. Huh? Like, uh, I get it. I get the concept. But some of these are like, yeah, you're more basing it on their origin than on their functionality.
1: I mean, you can decide to pick moves that are much less about like, oh, I'm going to add people into the constituent heart. Or, you know, I can do weird things with having, you know, different selves out and just pick ones that are like, oh, you're better at like defending people or like deep diving because you can use mastery because you have multiple people in you
0: but dark claw doesn't have multiple people in him that's what i'm trying to cross here
1: okay but he does <laughs> he just doesn't no, know he's... it
0: <laughs> i didn't know that does amalgam actually say that those characters are mushed together
1: yeah i mean they okay. are literally taking those two and mushed together
0: Okay, I thought that the two different Amalgam Comics lines were, one of them is they meet, and they have to fight each other, and it's awful for the most part. And then in the other one, it's just, hey, what about these weird stories where two characters are the same character? Ha ha!
1: No, it is, they have to fight. The result of the fight is the Living Tribunal and the Spectre combine universes in order to save them, so they get smushed together and characters combine.
0: Okay, well then I'm I'm more on board with it than I had been. I did I thought it was just an alternate universe concept thing.
1: It is not. There you go.
0: Okay, that means that Lobo actually did get squished into Howard the Duck.
1: Indeed, just like right. in my fic.
0: <laughs> Except it wasn't squished.
1: <laughs> they didn't say squished.
0: I feel if the next one is called the Linksmith, and <laughs> I gotta say, if I were to contribute something to a Kickstarter because I gave them a shitload of money and the first thing they did was slap a gaslighting and abuse warning label on it. I'd be like, okay, maybe I'll write something different. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I mean, the (laughs) whole book is just you can mess with people's memories and change their links and do weird shit. And it is man, that is definitely a thing where this deserves the little content warning because you're like, oh, I can just fuck with other players i can mess with people's memories you're like yeah maybe maybe have a talk with people before you let someone do this
0: yeah i just found that the first thing it gets is like watch out this one's dangerous and i was like oh well maybe they should have tried something different it 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 is a lot most of the moves in this one just passively trigger when other people do things so it it doesn't even feel like it's a nice class to play or playbook uh because every time it'll it'll be like oh someone else marked experience and you're like ooh, i'm that picture of that guy in the yellow jacket sneaking around from behind the tree Hmm. you know the meme because you know about memes john i do obviously do you know who that guy is i do not
1: i don't know who he is okay but i do know the meme
0: all right. The examples are Nominee, which I assume was the basic one that they based it on in the first place. Uh, un- amusingly, <laughs> a lot of these example lists are obviously just these people's favorites, and then they try to cram in some uh, Kingdom Hearts people at the end to make it make sense. Uh. So it's like Pic- Piccolo, Garnet, Underking, Captain Planet, Dark Claw, uh, t- Terra Nort. Uh. But in this one, it's Nominee, The Giver, Dominic Cobb, and. I'm assuming that's the Buffy Willow. Is, yes. that, is that right? Willow Rosenberg yeah, okay.
1: is Willow from Buffy.
0: Does she mess with memories a lot? Or is that just like a one or two episode thing?
1: That is a major character arc in the later seasons is her messing with uh, memory.
0: Okay. Uh, after this one is the prodigy and I'm going to call this what it is. This is shown in uh, jump characters that are secondary protagonists. Oh that's yeah. That's all it is.
1: God, you look at the, <laughs> <laughs> you look at the list for this and it's like, Wow, this motherfucker loves some shonen shit. And then at the very end was like, yeah. oh, I guess Robin?
0: <laughs> yeah, fuck fuck that done. That's not Robin Dick Grayson. That's Robin, the main character of Witch Hunter, Robin. Lol. That's another shonen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the list is like Sasuke, Itachi, Neji, Shikamaru. Okay, good. We're done with Naruto characters. Todoroki, Tobio, Toru, Lelouch, Jotaro, Sito, Edward Elric, Witch Hunter Robin. Okay, I get it. You like the characters who, if they had glasses, would push them up till they shine. <laughs> and that's what it is. It's the person who's the top of the class. Yep. Uh, Sasuke is a r- really good example for this. He's the best at everything, and he's always really mad because he still keeps losing to Naruto.
1: Yeah. Same thing with Seto Kaiba. You're like, ooh damn you i'm supposed to be the best my blue eyes white yeah. dragon and there's yeah. a now move you... that is blue eyes full hearts can't lose
0: <laughs> now you'd think that obviously there's already a base play, uh playbook that does that the uh the was that the the, the the display no that's the time one you know the one i'm talking about the 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 riku playbook Nope. but um but there is there is enough difference because Jotaro's here. Jotaro Joestar. He does not feel like he was shown up by anybody. He's just always the smartest guy in the room who has a plan ready for fucking everything. Uh-huh. And it's not Jotaro Joestar. It's Jotaro Kujo. Uh, some Japanese name. Kujo. Thank you. So so it's it's the person who basically this is a list of people who who were who knew you were going to do that. Yeah. That's what this is. <laughs> this is this <laughs> the is most ah, annoying a- character. <laughs> You've activated my trap card, the playlist.
1: All according to Kaikaku, the the playbook.
0: (laughs) The next one might be my favorite thing in the game. Uh, It's the knucklehead, which is basically moron main characters. Yep.
1: You're fucking Naruto and Goku and shit. Uh,
0: Now, notably, Sora falls right into this category as well. So there's a little overlap between this one and the Chosen. uh, Because one of the moves in the Sora playbook, the Chosen, is I'm too stupid to be manipulated. Huh. But but this is the same thing. This is your character is so straightforward and punchy that there's just no uh arguing with you or, or trying to, to change your mind or, or manipulate you in any way because you're just a big dumb dummy who loves to fight dumbly.
1: Oh yeah. This is the himbo playbook.
0: Yeah. With the amusing inclusion, because you know, it, it covers the people you'd expect it to. People who will fight till they're burgers. So Naruto, Rock Lee, uh Deku, uh to, what's his real name whatever you know who know know we're talking about from from yeah. my hero academia he'll fight till he's half dead and then weirdly hinata who is naruto's love interest in in naruto um she's actually very smart and i don't know what she's doing here yeah uh-huh. uh, and yeah and goku it's just it's just rushdown characters it's characters that just fucking throw their head in the game uh this is where magnus burnside show up shows up he's he's uh from adventure zone great uh and then there's the memory, the last one.
1: Yay. Uh, this,
0: it's the Tinkerbell. I I mean <laughs> there's other people listed here, but it's Tinkerbell, right? Cuz it's uh you're basically you made don't out of people's memories. Me, yeah, if you don't remember me and if you don't believe in me and if you don't clap hard enough, I'm not real.
1: Yep. So if ever there is a point where like you don't have any links or nobody has a link to you, you just die.
0: Yeah. Now, amusingly, right around the shonen secondary protagonist one, uh, the prodigy, they stop including like overarching descriptions of what these playbooks do. Up until then, every one of them has had like the chosen. This one active works primarily by using heart links to to get a lot of shit done. Those those uh, last anime two don't, and then this one, the what does this do? The only thing the overarching description says is, "Watch out, you'll die real easy." <laughs> Uh and then the example is to Sheon who is a char- one of the clony characters from Ke- Kingdom Hearts uh Tinkerbell obviously uh just Freddy I don't I don't know is that the robot bear What are we what are we doing
1: 5 nights at
0: <laughs> I I I can't imagine it's him because he's not powered by people believing in him No or is he? I, I've never, I, I never assume played those. this is
1: uh Nightmare on Elm Street
0: Freddy Ooh, good, Paul. I was racking my brain for Freddy's, and I wasn't getting anywhere. <laughs> well,
1: there's your problem. You aren't uh, into the horrors.
0: Yeah, good point. Uh, Titus, which yes, absolutely, he's a ghost in his own game. And amusingly, Coco. Uh, you know, just the movie Coco. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. because <laughs> Coco in the movie is alive until the post credits. It's Hector who's at a risk of being forgotten, not Coco. She's just she's just that old lady.
1: <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you gonna do? I guess people wouldn't know who Hector was, but they definitely know who uh who Freddie is. Exactly. Yeah. Uh it's I, I don't even know what that class does. I assume it's all about building links and locking them so that you don't die.
1: Yeah, there's this is a uh much more about like rolling with links than it is your stats. Uh you can use links instead of stats for a lot of things. Uh you can spend links to do big stuff because not having links is a big problem for you and your advanced move is it's easier to make a link
0: right Uh, now we have a short list of actual generic available to anybody advanced moves
1: yeah if you Uh, didn't want the advanced one that your playbook has because it was based on you know being in a costume
0: (laughs) yeah or if you took it already here's some more you can choose uh some of them honestly kind of suck Uh, one of them is rewrite your link move and it doesn't give you any suggestions or guidelines. It's just like, Hey, come up with a good one. Uh, (laughs) hopefully you and your DM find a really smart one to have. So if your link move is bad, which actually all of them are pretty good, just get rid of it and come up with a new one. There's prophesize, which is hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Prophesize. You get to state one true thing about the game and it becomes true. You could use this once period not only ever. not only can, can you use it once period ever which means you're spending permanent advancement points on an ephemeral effect only one person in the game can get it it's first come first serve yep uh notably it's not that hard to create true things in PBTA you just need to succeed at the right move to have them exist so this it lets you get out of the move but it feels very like, having a little bit of narrative control is, this is not worth the cost of admission, effectively. There's oh, too yeah. many restrictions.
1: Some of the playbooks actually have a thing where it's like, oh, uh, if someone deep dives and gets a 10+, plus, you can answer their questions instead of the GM. Like, there are yeah. a few playbooks that have, instead of the GM, this character gets to do whatever. And you're like, man, mm-hmm. there are some people that just get to rest narrative control, but I guess if you're not one of them and you want one thing to be true, there you go.
0: Yeah. I mean, even just the cast magic has a thing you needed to occur, occurs as one of the options on it. And weirdly, another one of these advanced moves is just called gain strength. And it's just, Hey, once per session, spend a link and get plus 10 to your next roll. I guess I could use that on the magic to just make whatever I want to true. And I could do it once per session instead of once ever.
1: Yeah. I mean... The The saddest bit is the example in the Prophesized thing where it's like the barriers between worlds are no longer passable. You can use this to shut the game down. <laughs> uh, I mean, I made it so it's true that nobody can go to different worlds. Uh, Go fuck yourself. Game's over.
0: Also, as long as we're harping on prophesies, there's a point where the box suddenly just goes loony and says weird nonsense. Uh, we're all of a sudden in the middle of the description of what this is and how it works. It says, it's a one-hitter-quitter, so use it wisely. Or don't. Wish for a fish. I'm not going to stop you. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, my my actual favorite from this list was tank a shot, which is everybody in this game has a four har- a clock, uh, four harm points that they can take before they, they go on to the next step. Uh, this one adds one, so now you can take five damage to die. But while you're at one, gain plus two forward to your next roll. Yeah, you're um, just
1: a super badass when you're at low health.
0: Weirdly, it doesn't say gain for, plus one forward to your next roll until you're at one. It only happens one time while you're at one or anything. It, it it The way it reads, it looks like as long as you're at one health, you get plus two forward to everything.
1: Yep, because it says when you have one harm remaining, you gain plus two forward to your next roll.
0: Yeah, and, and the thing is, you think you're hear next, and you're like, oh, okay, so the very first roll you make after you go to one health. I get it. Except that plus two forward to your next is generic syntax for PBTA games. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, notably, this makes it a very good choice for that friend class.
1: Oh, yeah. If you've got a way to just <laughs> stop at one, you're like, nice.
0: <laughs> Great. Well, now I'm just going to jump in front of everything that does two damage. Don't risk anything else at any time. And I get a lot of plus two forwards uh and then it finally ends with a setting
1: yeah there's a setting which i t- skimmed because
0: it was it's just kind of very like, confusing
1: there's a a mean force of military and they're angry at people jumping worlds then there are people that want to jump worlds
0: <laughs> yeah it's just it's confusing it's called edda uh because it's using the greek letter edda for its name mm-hmm. uh and it basically is like, hey, what if you took Kingdom Hearts and put it in a centrifuge to wipe out all the stuff that's not Organization thirteen posturing at each other? Ugh. That's what's left. Uh, and then we'll go ahead and throw some monkey cheese in there. So, for example, one of the main characters is a talking guinea pig who has unlimited magical power, so much so that one time she saddles a guy that she doesn't like very much with an intern who he hates, a talking cigarette named Grenacious Isophote.
1: Yeah, the names on this were a little much.
0: Anapest Foil. <laughs>
1: uh, vendetta Mondata Auxiliary Concern.
0: <laughs> Edict 563. plastic Anomaly. And uh, there's a super weapon that everyone learned how to use a long time ago, and now they've all forgotten, and a few people are trying to learn to use it again. It's called the Etta Brace, because it uses the Greek letter in front of it. I assume because by because Kingdom Hearts it looks 3. Because
1: like an N, and so it's embrace. You get it? Do you, embrace? Do you get it?
0: And not just also that, but as a as a cr- extra thing, the most powerful of the keyblades is the key blade. You see, because it uses the Greek letter key, which is the X you that kind of looks lower than a regular X. Do you get it?
1: You see, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's just a bunch of people creating super weapons and sovereign forces and posturing at each other and wearing masks over their noses. It's um. Yeah, whatever. Because that's the military structure is you wear masks over various parts of your face to represent your various ranks in the organization, which means there's a whole group of people who wear nose masks. Great. Anyway, that's the thing that exists. It's 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 a cute setting.
1: Yeah. But man, we have gone on about this game for a while.
0: Ooh, yeah. I had looked at the time in a bit. I was worried, too. Let's get out of here. John, 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 my friend, John, what is the best thing about this game?
1: Uh, I think the best thing about this game is, I mean, I'm going to say The Connected is my very favorite thing in this game. It was one of the very few things in here that really sparked my imagination. It Same. got me thinking about like, oh, how would you play this? What would you want to do? This would be different depending on what type of game you were playing. Like whoever was running it and what worlds they wanted to go to would always change what you were going to be playing as it's just a neat idea and i like it
0: yeah uh, and, and honestly i i could cast about for a long time to try and come up with something else but i'm not going to that's the best thing in here oh the yeah. idea of the idea of the connected is the best thing here uh that it, it's perfect for people who who like me are constantly wanting to change characters uh and it's a neat way to cover that the the story structure of kingdom hearts where there's always a friggin' Orin in your party, and you're like, how'd he get here? Does someone need to play him? I hope not, because he's not coming with us when we leave. Huh. It's a great way to solve that problem. So I'm right there with you. Best thing in here. Oh, yeah. What is the worst thing in here?
1: Oh, lordy. um, <laughs> I want to say that probably just from a thematic standpoint, links end up being less powerful than they should be, not as far as mechanics go, but just... The idea of, like, anytime you meet someone, you roll to make a link. No matter what, you're just making a crap load of links and just spending them willy-nilly. And it should be, you know, if you're going for a Kingdom Hearts thing, your links with people should be these intense bonds that, you know, you can call on them to shoot heart beams at dudes and shit like that. But this is just like, oh, man, I really want to, I don't know, punch this dude. I guess I don't care about, like, jack sparrow anymore because fuck that guy uh great i'll use that
0: <laughs> yeah no i i'm i'm gonna say the vague results in a lot of things is my least favorite thing in here um the wh- whenever a miss just says something like oh boy or whatever i i'm like no actually say something please thank you huh. um and the same thing when a lot for me a lot of the partial successes in here just read like a variation on either success or failure and not a partial success yeah, uh, so I mean, that's just for me. That's my my least favorite thing I'm seeing in here. Uh, but I, I feel like it needed a lot more tightening up. Is basically what I'm trying to come across with here. Mm-hmm. Um, it it feels unfinished, and uh, it notably, uh, not only are a lot of uh, uh things that there's not even a description of what happens on Miss, they just didn't put it in there. But a lot of the time when they do, it just says something like "shouldn't have done that." And I'm like, I need to know what you actually want me to do here.
1: Give me a mechanical thing.
0: Yes, please. That's all I want. Uh, So so there you go. That's going to be my least favorite thing. All right. Uh, Would you play this game?
1: You know, this game is one that should be way up my alley. I absolutely love world hopping, dimensional travel, nonsense like that. It is one of my very favorite things in... Narrative and in gameplay. I love this type of thing. I just wish this had grabbed me more. I mean, I'm not huge on PBTA, but it's not like I dislike it like some people. But man, I just. I wanted more from this. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's not terrible. Like, I would play if someone was super excited and wanted me to. But I. You know, on a standard, would I want to play this? not really
0: yeah, no, i i'm I'm more or less there with you i I'll make an admission here um that is just a personal weakness of mine. I often get lost trying to play p b t a games because everything is so. Uh, built around story structure as opposed to kind of just doing things. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a hard time keeping the the local syntax of the game I'm playing in my head. So when it's like, spend a link to activate your heart link, and then you'll change that for a mastery forward and, uh, on an advance. And I'm like, what the fuck is any of that mean? Uh, I, that g- gets to me very easily in PBTA games. Um, and, and I can overcome it if I really like the game. Uh, and that didn't happen here. So a lot when I was reading this book, a lot of the time I was looking at the what does this power do, or uh, what does this move do, and being like, I do not know what it does. Yeah, it does a mishmash of of uh, of catch catch words, I guess, but I don't know what it does.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I can I can see that. I usually don't have a terrible time with PBTA stuff, but even then, there is still certain games that definitely are more. This is stuff that's in the narrative rather than actual actions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm more or less there with you. And you had the same. you were list- listing earlier in your least favorite thing, a problem that would also want to keep me from playing this. It feels like links are supposed to strongly represent like, you know, actual friendships that you're building and connecting and so on. And yet a lot of the characters moves are just like, when someone makes a link, make links. When links are spent, get links to links and move links over to these links and change this link out to this link. And I'm like, what does that mean?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, When you look at a thing and you're like, oh, when you gain a link, you can change your link to a mastery link. You're like, okay, I get that I'm a teacher, but like, if someone was my friend and then I'm like, oh, I really need a mastery link. Uh, no longer. Now I think of them as a student. You're like, that's weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I just, I feel like they need to do tighten up a couple of things. That's all really. But ultimately, yeah, I don't think I would play this because it just doesn't reach out and grab me very strongly. Yeah. And there you go. All right. I guess it's time for us to wrap this sucker up. We should probably do some basic. uh, We've gone very, very long. How about if we just say this? Yes, we have. Hey, folks, we have a Patreon. Go there. Oh, and by the way, by the time this episode comes out, I think this might be one of the last episodes that will be done on a per episode basis on the Patreon. We are about to make the switch to uh, per month instead of per episode. Finally, it's coming. Yep. Patreon.com
1: slash System Mastery. Go there and love Uh, it.
0: Yep. Check it out. I want to give that warning out for people just because they're about to start getting emails from Patreon. Uh, I want you to know that you're not going to be charged more money. It's just simplifying things for everybody. Okay, great. So thank you so much for listening. I'm not going to do any more stuff at the end of this one. You all have a really good one. We'll see you soon.